like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Way back in September of 2006, we welcomed to Song of the Soul a local musician of solid folk lineage, Walter Kraft. During that visit, Walter shared a lot of down-home thoughts and wonderful music, but unfortunately, very little of the music he shared was from his own CDs. Well, I've been looking for a way to get him back on our program ever since to share his own music. Not an obvious task considering his migratory life back and forth to the southern part of the United States. But today, at last, we welcome back a fine musician with a noble calling. His motto is, Serve the Song. Walter Kraft joins us today in person here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Walter, welcome back, at last, to Song of the Soul. Thank you. It has been a while, actually a little longer than we had originally anticipated, I think, but it's good to be back. What have you been doing in the intervening nine years? Nine years ago, I was working a lot with elders and a little bit with children and uh, occasional social justice kind of stuff that I have done for the last 20 years or more, 30 maybe. So just doing that, being an on-the-road musician, following the path not to Riches and fame via, what's the name of that town? Nashville. I avoid Nashville, unless I'm just passing through. And then lately, I've been finally just kind of slowing down a whole lot. I play a lot less than I used to, but I enjoy it just as much overall. When did you start doing your yearly migration to the south and back? I mean, obviously, your accent is not that of the area where I grew up here in Wisconsin. Well, I have traveled all my life. By the time I graduated 12th grade, I'd been to 24 different schools, and one of them I was at three different times. But through most of it, I've managed to keep my basic southern accent. But I started traveling back and forth from Florida. For a long time, it was Minnesota to Sarasota. And then I started going down to Florida every year during the wintertime because I couldn't be out here in the winter anymore which is why we have you here when it's nice and warm and it's a happy day. It's, I think your hands are treating you well. Last time you were here, you were bringing your message of Serve the Song, which has always been a big thing with you. You did something kind of novel, considering you have four CDs you produced and other kinds of collections of music. You only included one of your own songs. And I said, Walter, you got to come back, and i got to have more of your voice, your guitar in there. 
Why is it that you think last time you only included one of your own songs? I came to the conclusion years ago that songs did not flow from me the way they do from some people. Some people pump their songs real hard. I deal a lot with people who they feel like they've got to write at least one song a week or they're somehow or other a failure at life and they're not ever going to become famous and rich from being a musician. But that was not the purpose of the music to me. There are a lot of songs out there that need done on a regular basis because they speak to the basic heart rather than the specialized local heart. And that's the kind of songs I look for all the time. So why don't you start us off right away? What's the first song that you want to share that carries that message? My grandma Zali uh, always said, if you want kids to learn something, put it in a song and sing it to them over and over and over. And so I heard this song an awful lot when I was a kid. And to this day, I go to gatherings of people and within a community and start singing it. And all of the elders, a lot of the people in, of midlife, and a few young folks all know this song. Have I told you lately? Have I told you lately that I love you? Can I tell you once again somehow? Have I told you lately that I love you? Darling, I'm telling you. Have I told you lately that I need you? Can I tell you once again somehow? Have I told you lately that I love you? Darling, I'm telling you this heart would break in two if i should lose you i'm no good without you anyhow have i told you lately that i love you darling i'm telling you heart would break in two if I should lose you. I'm no good without you anyhow. Have I told you lately that I love you and adore you? Darling, I'm telling you now. Darling, I'm telling you now. Darling, I'm telling you now. That crooner is Walter Kraft. It's song, Have I Told You Lately? 
you know, you've got to tell your people around you that you love them. I think there's probably a pretty easy tendency, Walter, to bitch people out. It, sometimes it feels a little bit cathartic to just kick people in the teeth once in a while. Have you had to fight that impulse? Was it natural? I, and I ask you this because there's part of me which is a bit of a scrapper. As a matter of fact, I fought my temper since a very early age. Whenever you travel, and I in particular, my case was that every time I arrived someplace, I was the new kid. I was the kid that used them 25-cent words. 25 cents is not much nowadays, but in those days it was. Or sometimes even 50-cent words. I was the fat kid. I was quite often the service brat and et cetera, et cetera. So you always have to break your way in, you know. What happened was that I fought for many, many years, and then one time I had a fight that almost turned out tragic, and I realized that I had to bring my temper under control. And so I started looking at other possibilities. So I, I gave up having to bitch people out. Once in a while, you have to look people in the eye and say exactly what you think but you don't have to be mean. You know, I saw something just recently. I I saw a clip of it. Bernie Sanders was at Liberty University, and all the Republican candidates tend to go there. But Democratic candidates, they've all been invited, but they have never gone. He went and spoke to him, And he started out right. He took the bull right by the horns. He says, there's two issues, abortion and gay rights. And I know that we disagree about those. I get it. But there's something else I want to talk to you about, and I think it may be something that you agree and I agree on, and I want to speak to you about that. What was so wonderful about that is, number one, he's the only Democratic candidate who has gone into the den of the lion, and the Liberty University people, they weren't wildly enthusiastic like many of his crowds are, but you know what? They were respectful and they clapped and applauded at certain points when he did say things that they connected with. And I was so proud of the possibility that, you know, that we don't have to fight and call each other names, which is all the more the norm, especially with the Donald at the lead of the Republican polls right now. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of people that are out there right now that if you remember back in grade school and high school, They were the kids who cut in front of you at the lunch line. And now they're all successful. I don't think we want to base our civilization on that. To hear someone listen to Bernie respectfully, who is definitely on the other side of the line, I'm happy to hear that. It needs to happen on both sides, sure. Which I take as a guidance that maybe when I listen to Donald Trump, I need to listen respectfully as much as sometimes it may feel like it gives me heartburn. Whenever I hear a rattlesnake buzz, I listen respectfully. That sounds kind of like some Southern humor that you grew up with. (laughs) I bet you there's some wonderful adages that you grew up with that I didn't learn here in Wisconsin that maybe you learned down in Georgia or wherever. Well, yeah, there's some standards that we use. But one of the Southern traditions is to make up your own. And that one just kind of fell out, you know. I mean, yeah, I respect a rattlesnake. So I bet your next song is going to be a rattlesnake song. What do you want to share next, Walter? Well, actually, we might step back towards the path a little bit. The the Crossroads song that I've got here is, I learned it from a 
small, intense Latino fellow in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, sometime in the 60s, I went up there and, and he was playing the club that I was going to be playing. And it was just an amazing experience. He was a fireball. And yet he would turn right around and just lay you out with tunes like this one. And I was knocked out by it. We all come to these places where we have to make decisions. And they're quite often referred to as the crossroads. This is one of the crossroads that I think most people need to consider more. And this Latino that you learned it from, what's his name? His name is Denny Espina. And I always, for years, I have searched for Denny Espina, and he has disappeared without a trace. And knowing Denny, it could be that he really is gone. He was not a man who was lightly taken or took anything lightly. So he was a very intense man. So the song is by Denny Espina. It's called Crossroads and performed here by Walter Kraft. This old world is over We still be around Meet me at the crossroads After the sun goes down Meet me at the crossroads this day is through For it's been so long now I'm so tired I must talk with you Last night I saw a sparrow Today I heard his song Not to worry, my time here will not be for very long. If you see me walking. Tumbling beside this road Won't you burn a candle there Right beside your bed Light my way back home Thoughts are bursting now Inside my head Falling to the ground 
But oh yes, I do believe that they'll all be conveyed After the sun goes down Last night I saw a sparrow Today I heard his song I'll be for very long Looking into the mirror Side-eyed clown I spy And although his face was all painted up Beneath his mask, you know, he cried Cried, meet me at the crossroads Well, you know, it's been so long now And I'm so tired I must talk with you Today's Song of the Soul guest is Walter Kraft, and that song, Crossroads, he recorded for his second album, I believe it was, by the name of Walter Kraft. Not here for very long, we'll meet at the crossroads after the day is through. Who are you looking forward to meeting at the crossroads? Hopefully uh, a lot of people who are in in a good mood. (laughs) If only because we ain't seen one another in a while, and there they are. You know, I'm not sure what that crossroads really means. It may be something that doesn't really exist. I don't know that we come back. Frankly, I don't want to get into horrible arguments with people who want to insist on certain things being true. But the allegory, to me, is undeniable in that we have a choice now also that determines what happens and who we meet at the crossroads, if any. And I've got another deep and penetrating question. The word allegory, is that a 25 or a 50 cent word? Let's see, in today's money, it's probably more like a dollar two ninety-eight. When I interviewed you nine years ago, 
one of the things that I, I learned was connected with you. I should have known it already, just having known you even briefly. Serve the song. Would you tell the audience what you mean by serve the song? This is something that I kind of stumbled around and finally fell down into or something. I'm not sure. Most people, whenever they think of music, nowadays we have this word in the, in the language called mule. And most people think of the song as being their personal mule that's going to get them lots of whatever it is that they want, be that money or companionship of the chosen variety, fame, power. But I don't think music is... Well, there's a great saying that goes, military justice is to justice as military music is to music. I think, <laughs> I think it was Lily Tomlin, but I'm not sure. But to me, the music has a purpose. And I always ask young musicians, I say, you don't have to tell me what you think, but I do want to put the question out there to you. What is the purpose of music? And there's a lot of things it is and some things that it ain't. And to me, one of the things it is is for me to serve. I am here to serve the music because the music draws out the better nature of us if we will let it. At least part of the year, you're in my vicinity here in Wisconsin, the Chippewa Valley. One of the places I know, I think maybe your most recent time of performing was at, I think it's called Bullfrog Farm, Eat My Fish. What's the crowd like there? What's a, When you get up and perform there, what are you doing? Well, it is of a semi-rustic nature and of a community nature. The man that started that place is a great believer in community and living in community. So whenever you play there, you're sharing food that's... Fishing is one of those ancient arts. And so you can go over there and catch your own, and they'll clean it and cook it for you, or they'll just serve you at one of that they did themselves. But people feel relaxed there because the nature of the place is very relaxed. It's a great big screened-in area that you can sit in comfort without mosquitoes. Look out the window it's through the screen. Right over there is a pond with people fishing in it. And kids running around having a good time. And folks come in. Sometimes they come in just to listen. Sometimes they come in to sing, too. I like that. And so the music that you're doing there, you're doing it maybe with Carolyn, your wife, or with other folks? Are you part of a big lineup, or how does it go? He's got a string of people that he usually has once a year, and he keeps a few that rotate so he can bring in other people. I've been fortunate enough to play there every year for quite some time now. And the music that I'm doing there is done with other musicians that just come out and play because we all enjoy playing the place. The vibe, as we used to say, of the place is excellent. So we we got a nice big stage and a reasonably good PA, and we just get up there and we just play music together. And I never know who's going to show up, but somebody out of the local music scene, will, Caleb, will usually show up and play a little mandolin with me. Uh, Duffy will sometimes come out and play a little harp, and Carolyn usually plays bass. And uh, once we have we had fiddle player once or twice, but it's done on a very relaxed, off-the-cuff basis, and it's not done to record and put on an album. It's done live. It's very live. We try not to fall down too much, but it is live. <laughs> well, I want to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to Song of the Soul. 
This is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find more than 10 years of our programs for free listening and download, so you can go back to 2006 and listen to my previous recording with Walter. There's also links, so you can track things down. You can find some of Walter's music online easily enough, and we'll have links there on northernspiritradio.org. There's a place to post comments. We love when you give us your input when you visit. So post a comment when you come past our site. There's also a place to donate. That is how this is funded. It's full-time work, and so your donations make all the difference. But even more important than supporting Northern Spirit Radio is to support your local community radio station. They provide a slice of music and of news that you get nowhere else on the American dial. And it's so important to have these alternative voices as things become more and more centralized, more and more limited, more and more washed out. Community radio stations give you an option that you won't have otherwise. So please start by supporting them. Again, Walter Kraft is here. I know him as a local musician originally. That's how we got acquainted he spends part of his time down south, part up here, and I'm really glad to have him back for a Song of the Soul again today after nine years. We've had a couple songs, and I want to get some more in. The songs that you've performed, Walter, because previously you'd only shared one of yours. What would you like to share next? The next song we were thinking about doing here, I believe, was a rabble rouser. Because every once in a while, if you want things to go in your direction, you have to rouse a little rabble. And that's one of the purposes of music, is unifying our voices. I personally find that almost any music that people sing is good, but the problem with karaoke is that people don't sing it together. And that's what I really like to do. Now, this is a song that came out during the civil rights, the uncivil rights, and other lefts and rights. And it's a foot-stomping tune that can get people breathing and rocking together. That's why I like it. And you can uh, stick in a message hither and yon, too. Keep your eyes on the prize. Paul and Silas fell into jail. Had nobody for to go there, baby. Keep your eyes on that prize. Hold on. Hold on, this is your part for sure Hold on Keep your eyes on that prize Hold on Paul and Silas began to shout Jail door open and they walk right out Keep your eyes on that prize Hold on Hold on Hold on Keep your eyes on that prize I said the time for talking is through It's time to get up, get out and do Keep your eyes on that prize Hold on, hold on, hold on Keep your eyes on that prize Hold on Keep your eyes on that prize, hold on, hold on, hold on, 
It's a mighty hard line to walk Push the action and the talk Keep your eyes on that prize Hold on Must have been one time in your life or another that you heard that song before. Eyes on the Prize, they're performed by Walter Kraft and Carolyn Kraft as well. There's a synthesis of effort going on there. You get to hear both of their voices. Though I think that Carolyn's voice generally does not carry over Walter's. Maybe there's times that that isn't always the truth, huh? Well, you know, some folks is meant to be show-offs and other people is meant to look at them and say, why don't you go ahead and show off? I'll just do whatever I can to help. You know? <laughs> Carolyn is not a very forward person when it comes to taking center stage, although once in a while I can get her to actually sing songs that she has sung off and on for many years. I love singing harmonies with her, especially if she does the song, but that doesn't happen real often. We don't have any recordings of that either. As you were saying, Walter, that song is, you know, it's good for rabble-rousing. I think you've done your share of rabble-rousing in your day. Which rabble have you roused with that song? I have played at uh, various and sundry kinds of things like anti-nuclear power rallies and anything that has to do with social justice. A lot of people don't realize how much fun the folks that were being put in jail for civil rights were having. They descended upon it in such mass numbers and had food in their bag and musical instruments and they all got herded into jails and they sat in the jail and sang songs and shared what food they had and were good company for one another until finally the city could no longer afford to feed them or the lawyers showed up. But just anything where people are going to gather in a common cause for something that you feel is not fair and needs to be changed for the betterment of the whole of society as opposed to some particular segment of society. I wanted to ask you something, Walter, that because I grew up in the North, except for five months when I was seven, eight years old, I lived down in Texas, I grew up in a lily white area. When I was in junior high school, middle school, we actually had the first black student in my little town where I lived at. When all of the photo ops for racism, I think, were from the South, where you grew up. And yet, I believe that there's a kind of a racism that's native to the North, and I'm applying this to your social justice activities, including the fact that I heard that something like Milwaukee is the most segregated large city of the United States, which is kind of amazing to me that it would be that way. What's your experience of racism and working for justice in the South versus what you see in the North or what you've seen in the North? Well, I was slow to catch on. I drew fire from my family for associating with other black children when I was young, and I didn't understand what the problem was. 
But I moved so much that I never got a continuous diet of anything from any of them. And even within my family, one year I would stay the summer with this portion of my family, and another year I'd stay with some other portion of my family. Having been born just as World War II was getting off to a good start, times were troubled and, and people were moving around. We were having these migrations within the United States of large numbers of people moving back and forth following work and such like. And I never got out of it. I got caught in the mainstream of that and just, you know, continued to be whirled down the river for many years. So racism, when I finally figured out that there was that much hate, I was a little taken aback. But I'll guarantee you this. The kind of racism that you're talking about with the upper middle class white racism that happens up here, there are things that, that you learn that are not even deliberately taught to you. You learn by what's in front of you, and you don't have other pictures to work off of, so you can't come to conclusions that help you get away from that racism. And it has to become a conscious problem for you. If you have a problem with white privilege, you have to solve it. You have to say, yeah, I'm doing this, and it's not a good idea. Now, how do I stop it? And growing up in the South, I had a lot of baggage to unload, and I got a feeling that I got a lot more baggage yet to unload. But every time I come across something, I try and pitch it over, you know, and get rid of it. And I think that's what we need to do instead of reacting with that anger. Earlier we were talking about bitching people out about stuff. We have to realize that calling people names does not ever convince them that you are right or that you even have an idea worth considering. So if you want people to consider what you're saying, you have to speak in a reasonable tone of voice or they're not going to listen to you. And sometimes they're still not going to listen to you. Well, don't beat dead horses. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But then I've never been tempted to beat a dead horse. <laughs> Not one of the temptations ever gripped me. Well, let's keep going with some more music. You got some more fine tunes to share with us. Where do you want to go next, Walter? I believe we're looking at the Dutchman here. The Dutchman, I'm told, was written by a guy who was 21 years old, never been to Amsterdam, and never heard the word Alzheimer's. I'm not sure that's entirely true, but I know that he did not have much personal experience with it, and yet he captured it so great. Just the idea of what it must be like to live in the sphere with another human being that you love deeply, who is pretty much traveling out there on the rim at the moment. Quote somebody I heard one time say, how you doing? He says, oh, I'm circling the drain. Yeah. Sometimes your mind goes down the drain first. And that's what this song is. This song is called The Dutchman, but it's not really about the Dutchman. It's about Margaret. The Dutchman's not the kind of man Keeps his thumb jammed in the dam That holds his dreams in 
That's a secret only Margaret knows When Amsterdam is golden in the summer Margaret brings him coffee She believes him He thinks tulips bloom beneath the snow He's mad as he can be Margaret only sees that sometimes Sometimes she sees her unborn children In his eyes Let us go to the banks of the ocean Where the walls rise above the Zyder Sea Long ago I used to be a young man Dear Margaret remembers that for me Now the Dutchman still wears his wooden shoes His cap and coat are patched with the law Margaret sewed there Sometimes he thinks he's still in Rotterdam So he watches tugboats down the canal He calls out to them whenever he thinks he Maybe knows the captain Margaret comes to take him home again Through unforgiving streets That trip him although she holds his arm Sometimes he thinks he's alone and calls her name Let us go to the banks of the ocean Where the walls rise above the Zyder Sea Long ago Used to be a young man Dear Margaret remembers that for me So the windmills spin the winters in She winds his muffler tighter They sit in the kitchen Some tea with whiskey keeps away the dew And he sees her for just a moment Calls her name out She makes the bed up singing Some old love song A song Margaret learned when it was still very new He hums a line or two They hum together in the night Dutchman falls asleep and Margaret blows the candles out Let us go to the banks of the ocean Where the walls rise above the Zyder Sea Long ago I used to be a young man Dear Margaret remembers that for me Let us go to the banks of the ocean Where the walls rise above the Zyder Sea Long ago I used to be a young man Dear Margaret remembers that for me Dear Margaret remembers that for me
Walter said, the name of the song is The Dutchman, but it's really about Margaret, the one who's taking the path with the Dutchman. And it is interesting. This song was written long enough ago that Alzheimer's and all of the decline and the, the stuff we've learned about that kind of mental decline, it's grown a lot in the years. But people have been walking that path for a long time. So another fine and touching tune. I think particularly that song, even though, you, as you said, it was written by a pretty young man looking at the other end of life, as both you and I are past the midpoint and maybe who knows how far along towards the other end, it takes a bit more saliency. And that's at least a 50-cent word, I would think you'd say. Oh, saliency is definitely, most people think you said salacious whenever you say that, you know, which is a two-bit word <laughs> as opposed to 25 cent. And since the word's actually salience instead of saliency, that's even better. Well, it's definitely salient to you and I. I learned this song in my 40s, though, I guess. And it took me a long time to learn it because I could only listen to it for so long at a time, and then I would have to just put it down and walk away. And I finally got it together where most of the time I can get through it. But the song has always been one of those heart grabbers to me. And I don't know why, because I never had to deal with it personally. But the song describes it so well. Well, I think we want to tie this up now and finish off uh, for the evening. And know that you've got places to go, important people to meet. So we've got time for one more song. This got to be my personal signature song for a little while, even though it certainly is not my song. I was fortunate enough to go to a, an organization called Come For To Sing, which was a magazine out of Chicago that was written by this one woman who is just the, the championess of folk musicians everywhere. And uh, they would have a fundraiser for Come For To Sing every year, and I got invited to play at it. I really felt quite honored, and I got to do this looking at a room full of people who were there, utter music devotees of the folk persuasion. So far as I know, they had never heard this song before. They started singing with me, and it's, um, I don't know, I understand people take drugs to get that feeling, but <laughs> singing with all those people certainly carved a piece into my heart. So this is Lights of the City. Let's walk into a room with Walter and a lot of other folks and just go with the current of music that carries us down through the lights of the city. First thing I'm going to do is the chorus. You would, I'd really like it a lot if you'd sing along with us. I can almost see Shining down 
we will all meet over yonder by that beautiful place there we'll see our sisters face to face I can Lights of the City, and I'd mentioned that nine years ago when Walter was on our program, Walter Kraft also finished off his Song of the Soul with that song. It is his signature piece, and so Lights of the City. It's a song that allows people to sing together in deep, continuous breath, and so they become bonded together by breathing together. And I think that's why I love doing it. And it leaves you not all fired up to go out and, you know, take things apart or take things on, just it leaves you with resolve. Well, one thing I resolve to do is to have you do a little bit of music live right here. You got something to share? Let's go back to whenever I was a kid. Now, I'm here to tell you, Grandma Zali said, if you want to make friends and community, you got to learn how to share food and music. So here's a little piece that incorporates both. Children laid in the bed, one's half sick and the other half dead. Call for the doctor, doctor done said, feed them children shouting and bread. Mom's little baby love shouting and shouting, mom's little baby love shouting and bread. Mom's little baby love shouting and shouting, mom's little baby love shouting and bread.
Put on the skillet, got to put on the lead. Mama going to make some shortening bread. That ain't all mama going to do. Mama going to bake a little jelly roll too. Mama's little baby love. Mama's little baby love. Mama's little baby love shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby love shortening bread. wonderful way to conclude your song of the soul again we've been with walter Kraft. you want to find him follow the links from nordenspiritradio.org we'll point you at some of his music and news and wonderful pictures of him along the way he's got a beard that i envy frequently again walter Kraft, thank you so much for joining me here for song of the soul thanks for serving the song and making our hearts strong well, you know, that serve the song has a couple of ways to be understood. Serve it up like mashed potatoes, buddy. Be sure to put plenty of gravy on it, too. <laughs> Again, Walter Kraft was our Song of the Soul guest today. Follow the links from northernspiritradio.org to track Walter and his music down. Special thanks to Andrew Jansen for invaluable production assistance on today's program. And we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul